Welcome to Chief Chat, the official podcast of the Army and Air Force Exchange Service, the Department of Defense's largest retailer. Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Osby, the exchange's senior enlisted advisor, discusses readiness, resiliency, and your exchange benefit with military leaders, Hollywood A-listers, athletes, and more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chief Chat. Welcome to this week's episode of Chief Chat. I am Julie Mitchell filling in for Chief Osby. I am here with Leah Matthews, and we are going to bring you some military exclusive entertainment today. Hey, Leah, how's it going? Hey, Julie, doing good. Good. It's good to see you. Oh, I'm hanging in there for Thursday. Not so bad. Um, Well, we are super excited about today's show and today's guest. For more than 30 years, he's performed across the world showcasing his amazing skills in human psychology and incredible sleight of hand. Beginning in December, he will be performing exclusively in a residency at the Palace Resorts in Cancun, Mexico. Please help me welcome mentalist David McGee to Cheap Chat. I thank you. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate it very much. Wow, listen to that crowd. Oh, that's the that's that, that's the sound that entertainers live for. So <laughs> David, it's so great to meet you. Um, it's a pleasure to have you join us. Can you share with the viewers where you're coming to us from today? Absolutely. Uh we are uh in our home right now in Cancun, Mexico. Uh and it's beautiful weather. We generally have a little bit of rain at night, uh, so we wake up to uh, uh, a little, you know, little dampness outside. And but that's why it's so green in Cancun, so beautiful all year round. Um, so yeah, we're and that's why it's, we're enjoying ourselves. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful location, and we're excited about our upcoming residency starting in December at the Moon Palace Resorts. That sounds beautiful and fantastic, and I'm pretty jealous. Um, it's it's okay weather here today, I think, but <laughs> I'll take Cancun over Dallas-Fort Worth weather any, any day. day. <laughs> well, you know, that's where we had a home in Dallas uh, actually for 19 years, and uh, absolutely, absolutely loved it. I did a lot of shows up at uh, Windstar World Casino, but it was a great hub because I was able to get from the east or west coast anywhere and also Europe or uh, anywhere around the world. It was a great international hub. Uh, so we loved it. But this this is uh, my wife and I call this our great adventure. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very, very exciting. And I'll tell you what, not as a plug, but just as a reference to the last five or six years that we've been coming down here and spending a month or a month and a half. And I'd perform during that time. Uh, and then after the COVID deal, we both decided, well, you know what, let's try something different. Uh, I, I saw that Vegas was really slowing down. I didn't know when it was going to open back up uh, and a lot of the other corporate events that I did. So we talked to the folks at Moon Palace uh, that I was at and, and understand the Palace Resorts has a lot of locations, but I'll only be doing five nights, uh, five of their resorts here in the Cancun area. And they are absolutely amazing. Um, just, just, 
I don't think there's anything that competes with the Palace Resorts. That's my free plug. <laughs> and good for you for using the pandemic to discover a sense of adventure and get out and do something new. I think that's some some that's a positive to come out of the pandemic is people can go ahead and and take a risk and and do something a little bit different. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I think what actually happened was that yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, the pandemic opened up a lot of people's eyes uh, to their lives that they were living, the way they were living, where they were living. Um, and this time in our life, again, we just, yeah, you're absolutely right. It just gave us a, a, a new window to look out for an adventure. So, And you're considered a mentalist. So can you describe what a mentalist does and how you incorporate sure. your skills into your show? Sure. Uh, I always start every show by explaining to people that I don't read minds. I'm not a psychic. I don't have ESP and I don't talk to dead people that have crossed over to the other side. Uh, I don't even consider myself a magician. Uh, and a lot of guys ask me why, but I'm not out to fool anybody. Uh, I want to entertain people. I want people to understand uh, that it's so it's, it's just about laughing, enjoying uh, yourself. And um, so, yeah, it's 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 very interactive. It's not a deal where you go like listening to a band or, or a comedian. That's great. And I love that. But I've always loved the interaction and the intimacy that's involved with sleight of hand. And I've always in, enjoyed um, the interaction involved with the mentalism that I do. For instance, uh, I was just in um, North Carolina. Uh, and did a very exclusive deal for a group of people there. And in an, in an hour show, I'll use 30, 30, 35 people, 40. Now, sometimes if I start the show, I vary them. I change them up. Sometimes when I start the show, I'll use 52 people right off the bat. Uh, and then add on to that an additional 30, 35 people. So it's very interactive, very hands-on. They are the show. I'm just simply the vessel. Um, that uh, involves them and in, in, in kind of directs them. Oh, that's awesome. I love stuff like that. So I'm going to have to get myself to one of your shows and maybe you can um, use me. Cancun. Yeah. Let's go to Cancun. Yeah. Let's do it, Lee. <laughs> you there. Yeah, well, we, uh, I, you, you know, it's, I see Chief in the comments bright. saying, let's go to Cancun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, come on and, and listen. Any folks that are listening, uh, if you come in or, or, you know, you come to the area, please let me know. Uh, we do a meet and greet afterwards and let me know ahead of time on the email and I'll, you know, get together with you, your group, and we'll do something special and, and, and make it very, very unique. I just want people to, to really, really, you know, the name of my show is the experience. And it took me a long time to came up, come up with that. It seems simplistic, but it wasn't. And I really didn't name it. I was looking for a name for a while. And a gentleman was a friend of mine for 20 years said, you know, every time I see you, it's a different experience. It's something different. And I thought, wow, bingo, there's the name right there. The experience, because I think that's what life should be, uh, an experience. I love that. So, David, when did you first realize you had this ability and then how, how have you been able to hone it in over the years? Well, uh, that's really a good question. Uh, I, I learned people ask me, why do you do what you do? And I tell them because I hated manual labor. 
Uh, but <laughs> I found out at a really, really young age, and, and this is going to blow your mind, but it's true. Uh, I posted on a social media deal recently some of my old report cards, and people were like, Dude, this is impossible. How, how is this? Uh, I had ADHD when I was a kid um, and had it pretty bad. And my parents were Irish immigrants and they didn't know how to handle that. Uh, so they just listened to a doctor and shoved me on Ritalin. And that like put me like this to sleep, you know, and I was like done in school. So uh, they got me off that. The problem was I could memorize and I could learn all the material, even for a test, but then I'd forget it. But I made horrible grades because my attention span, I was waiting on the other kids to catch up, you know. And, uh, and, and again, that's not an excuse, but it's just how it was. Uh, and I had the gift at a young age to make people laugh because I was the class clown. And you, you, you really talked to almost everybody. I, kn I know that you've had some of my friends on here over the years that are entertainers. And uh, you talk to most of those people. They'll tell you the same thing. They were the class clown. Uh, and they got the attention and the teachers were always putting me in detention, always telling me to be quiet, always telling my parents at parental meetings, you know, he um, he just won't listen. He just, and I had one one of my teachers and I have her as a friend to this day. And her name is Genevieve Nash. And we still stay in touch constantly. She was the one teacher that saw that in me. And every one of my yearbooks said, one day I'm going to see you on stage and you'll be acting. Gets me very emotional. I'm sorry, but oh, that's another that's so bad great. trait. That's another bad trait that performers have. We tend to wear our emotions on our sleeves. But yeah, she's a sweetheart of a lady, and she was like a mom. Anyway, I am right there with right, you with this. the emotions on the sleeves. No, you're right, doing so great. Funny. And big no, big shout out to Genevieve. We love seeing yes. emotion on Chief Chat. Thank you for sharing that. Teachers are oh, heroes too, and they do so much oh. for our communities and for our youth. Uh, Leah and I both have kids and who are students, so we we totally get it, and we appreciate those teachers yes. who take care of our of our babies. Yes. Our, our we both have boys, so we yes. we appreciate that yes. and love. I, I would love for and my son to to care so passionately about a former teacher when he's when he's sure. grown. Save my yes, life. And as a mom, as a mom of, uh, of ADHD children, I can totally relate, you know, um, right. You don't, you don't just, it's, it's always been for me like, well, they didn't just wake up and want to be terrible and get in trouble and go to detention today. You know, it's just this people, sure. a lot of people don't for understand, sure. um, that aspect of it. Right. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very unique. And, like I said, she saved me, basically. She really did. Uh, gave me, she gave me hope, you know. She really did. So wow. teachers are heroes for sure, along with military people, of course. And the way your mind works has brought joy to so many. And oh, yeah. at what point did you th what point did you think, well, heck, I can I can make a career of this. I can make a living doing this. What was that aha moment for you? I was working for a major corporation uh, and I mean, I'll, I'll say who it was because, you know, I've done a lot of work for them over the years. Uh, it was a company called Interstate Battery Corporation. They're the largest aftermarket battery reseller in the world. And uh, I had been there for several years. I had truthfully broken records, uh, sales records. Uh, the first year, two years I was there, I won the national sales conference deal. And guys didn't understand how I was getting so many accounts. And the way that I was doing it was I was entertaining. 
I would go in and I was starting to do some sleight of hand. On, on, we'd go to places and people would say, don't even waste your time going into that client. Uh, they, they're not interested. And I'd say, no, let's go in. So I found out really, really fast that sales is more about a relationship building process. Really, it's not about the product at the end of the day. It really isn't. That sounds crazy, but it's not. They, they have a need for the product, but they have to like you. So I would do these things for people, blow their minds. They're laughing. They're excited. And when people are laughing, you know what? They're in a whole different place. And I was able to just set those people up as accounts left and right that are still, and I have dear friends that are still dealers for them and that, um, that own dealerships and uh, distributorships and tell me they still have those clients and those clients still talk about that experience to this day. I mean, 20, 25 years later. And so uh, that's, that's, I came home one day and I said to my wife, I'm miserable. I said, I'm not doing what I want to do. And she looked at me and she was an interior designer and she looked at me and she said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to perform for a living. And she said, good, quit, quit, give them your notice and do it. I mean, I totally support you. So, you know, don't get me going again on this women thing. My, every, all the women in my life are my heroes. So, um, yeah, <laughs> how many wives do that, you know, seriously. And uh, I did. And God's blessed us, and, and it's been a great ride ever since. I mean, it's been phenomenal, just absolutely fun. Doors have opened. The people that I've become friends with, sometimes I look back and I go, this just, you know, pinch me. This is, this is not my life, you know, uh, and I've been very blessed. And when you follow your heart like that, the joy follows, and you – end up living an incredible life because work becomes, work isn't work. It's your passion no. and your joy and your purpose. So that's your absolute, absolute proof to, to follow your heart. Um, and your show, you mentioned super interactive, tons of audience participation, but during the pandemic, how were you able to stay connected with people? If you, you know, were you able to perform? Well, how did that, how did that work out for you? We did, uh, we started doing very small venues. Like for instance, a lot of the guys in my business went to this, this outlet. Uh, I never thought that what I do, especially mentalism and a lot of the guys disagree with me and that's fine, but it's just me my mentor deeply instilled into me the importance of physical interaction. I don't believe that TV is a great medium for what we do. I, I just don't. Uh, you have to see it. That's why when I do the close-up, which is rare, um, the intimate up, up close stuff, my, my people say, man, what you do on stage is incredible. It's in, but this stuff, we're right on top of you. We're right there. They love that interaction, that experience, that moment, that joy, and you see it on their face. You're not at a distance from a stage. You know, at Windstar, I was doing 31, 3,200 people on stage. Well, not them on stage, but in the audience. But uh, when you have 20 people around you or 25 and you're sitting there doing these things and they say, I've never seen anything like this up close. I've seen it on TV, which tells me right there, they just didn't believe it. And, and they tell me that. I thought it was camera tricks. So that's why I always kind of kind of backed away. But there are some guys that have really made it work, it seems, and, and their people, their guests have been happy. So that's the end result. And I can't argue with that. It's just not for me. You know? 
So uh, I performed in live small events, 35 to 45 people. We did a reasonable tickets for people. It just kept me so I could keep my chops. We found a great little place in Tyler, Texas. You guys don't know where that is. Uh, and it was a beautiful, beautiful old mansion restaurant. And downstairs they had a cellar. And the owner and I, one of them, uh, Mundo, when I converted it into a place and it was, uh, we, we called it uh, the experience with David McGee. And we would do once or twice a month, uh, two nights a week, a Friday and Saturday. And we'd do shows and it was great. Uh, but there was still such a fear from people to come out. They didn't want to be, even though we did every other person, you know, we, if you wanted to wear masks, you wore masks. We wiped everything down. Uh, it was a really tough time. I, you know, here's the thing I say to people, and again, not complaining, but people say the food industry had it the hardest, uh, this group, but they could do to-go food. Uh, yep. And that was a blessing for them. For entertainers, you're just dead in the water because you couldn't, you couldn't grow groups. And here's the ironic thing. During Pearl Harbor, during World War II, all of the great catastrophe, all of the wars and the horrible things that have happened, uh, Vietnam, Bob Hope, entertainers have always been the people that with the USO tours that the military really relied on. And we couldn't even go out and do that because you couldn't do it in groups because of the, the distance. So it was heartbreaking. It was depressing. Uh, I know all of the guys and gals in my industry went through a lot of issues. And there were some that had to get, as we say, regular jobs. Uh, and, um, you know, I think when it all resurfaces, we're going to have lost a lot of great sound people, great audiovisual people. They had to go out and get jobs. They just couldn't make it. Uh, and it's heartbreaking, you know. But hopefully that gives a whole new generation the opportunity to come in now and pick up the mantle for that. So, yeah. If I keep Absolutely. going on too much, just tell me to shut up. All right. No, no, no you're great. good. No, you're good. Glad to see that, you know, that you guys have pulled through that and now you're back in front of live audiences and, yes. and you'll be performing at your residency in Cancun uh, starting Absolutely. in December. So what's it like to be able to connect with a live audience once again? Um, how excited are you for that? It, you know, I've never, and again, I'm not knocking these things. I've never drank or like alcohol. Never done, I've never done drugs, smoke, any of those things. I didn't really fit the bill of the, you know, staying up all night, regular entertainer. And my, my Jones is, is getting in front of an audience. I mean, I had a friend recently say to me, if I had to stand up in front of 3,000 people, I think I would literally have a stroke. And I said, no, you know, here's the thing. When I'm at home sitting around, I'm not as comfortable with visiting as I am in front of an audience. It's where I feel at home. I just can't even explain it. The moment I hear my name, blah, 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 ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, middleist David McGee. I just come alive. I cannot, I can be feeling miserable that day. I can have had something down. You know, I remember when my mom passed, I was at the casino and I performed that night and I had the news and I was beside myself. But the minute I heard my name, bang. And when I came off, I was back in the real world. It's my, it's my place. I was meant to be in that place. And I don't ever see how I can retire. I don't, know how that'll feel, what that will look like. Uh, people, I think a lot of times think 
they say to people, well, you know, don't go past your, your, your expiration date as an entertainer. Johnny Carson got out just in time, blah, blah. And that's fine, but they don't know. That had to be the hardest thing for Johnny to do. Uh, just had to be. And he died soon after, which is what happens to a lot of performers. And I, I actually think once you lose your purpose, what is there? And that's why you've got to learn to kind of, and I'm learning to have this time with my wife and build our relationship as a team and, and really enjoy ourselves, have friends down here and stay with us. And it's, you have to, you have to learn that. You have to work at it. Well, David, um, I know that our audience would love to see something from you. And so since it's difficult to, to showcase your mentalist skills via video, would you perhaps be willing to show us a slide of hand trick? Sure. I'm going to do this so technically, uh, I'm going to move this down a little bit. Can you guys, uh, can you guys see that okay, that area? We can. We're excited. Yes, we love stuff like this. Leah and I Perfect. live for it. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to show you these are these are four half dollars. Now, I got to show the audience. This is I want to be very open. This is just a wood table, and this is a little uh, foam roll-up uh, kind of a, a little mat. They call these a close-up mat in, 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 the, in the magic world. Um, so what I'll do is I'll show you something that I think is very, very cool. These are four half dollars, four 50 cent pieces. You can, you can see them all here. And I, I hope this really plays well. In the casinos, they have what they call the eye in the sky. And it's above each table and it's a, it's a recording device. So I'm going to show you and I hope you can see. You can hear solid, you can hear solid, just like that. I'm going to just put my hand right here. And you can see it's empty. And is everything fairly clear on the screen to the audience that you see? It looks it looks great, yes, David. Sir. It looks great. Perfect. So I want you to watch this. I'm going to cover these. Imagine these are $1,000 chips. And I want to get one back if I've counted. And by the way, counting is not illegal in the casino. They have the right to, to ask you to leave if they suspect or detect you're doing it. But I'm going to cover these, lift the glass, and I'm going to shoot one back before your eye can even see it. Now, I think you can still see. I want the audience to see. There are still four. I think you can all see that pretty clear. I'm going to cover those up, mm -hmm. and I want you to watch what happens here. I'm going to lift the glass, shoots back, hits the wrist, goes into the hand. I'm going to slow it down and do it again for you. I want you to watch it close, okay? Watch it very, very oh close. God. I'm going to do it again for you because I want you to see now. Now you know what to expect, and I want you to watch it very, very closely, and you'll see the one in my hand. Okay. Watch closely. And there's three. I cover those up. I lift the glass, comes back, hits the wrist, goes into the hand. And we now have two. I'm going to do it again for you. And I'm going to want you to watch it very, very closely. Uh, all right. Solid, solid. There's solid. There's solid. We're adults. We're educated. We're analytical. We know unequivocally that there's no way that that can go through the table. We know that as adults, but watch closely. You see two there without a doubt. This is actually my favorite part of the entire effect because you see it right there. Watch close. When I cover it, hits the wrist, goes into the hand, and we're oh left gosh. with the woman. All right. Now I want you to watch it. This is where it gets really weird. All right. Uh, I'm going to do like what they call a perceptual illusion that looks like it goes through, but we're adults and we know that it doesn't. What I'm going to attempt to do 
is I'm going to cover this because these glasses are a little fruit glass, orange juice glass. They can break. I'm going to hit this three times, once, twice, and you'll hear it. It's aided at the fact that you can hear it under there three times. When I do, you're going to see it once, twice, and they'll all fall into my hand three times. And you'll actually see it happen. Watch it close. Are you ready? In yes, fact, sir. that would be too easy. I'm going to do something a little neater for you. Watch. <gasps> I'll go ahead and do that. And just get, get rid of that. And we're back with just four coins. So there you go. Oh, oh, my, gosh. oh my gosh. Oh, the, you don't know. Well, you don't want to know where the glass goes, but about eight o'clock tomorrow, it'll resurface sometime. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh. That was so great. That's so, so awesome. Now, you know what I will? I was thinking about this. Mentalism is all about the mind. And again, it's all entertainment. I'm going to try to show you one more thing here, and I hope we can do this. These are my glasses, and they're just... They're they're just my glasses. So, uh, and and hopefully you can see this. Nothing nothing around here. Nothing here. Nothing here. But there's uh, what do they call it? Um, I don't even know. I don't know what what the name with this would even be. But I think it's kind of a cool deal. Watch close. I, I, th I think it's fun. I hope it plays well on here. Now watch it. Isn't that cool? It looks so real, but you know it's not. But it looks so real, doesn't it? It's just the uh, coolest thing. It looks real to me. I don't it's cool. <laughs> That's so cool. So, oh I am mind blown be, over here. That would be the cool that would be the closest thing that I could the, that I could do for mentalism. And again, it's such a it's such an interactive being right there in the moment because it's hard to read you know from a distance like this so yeah but it's a lot of fun that was fantastic thank you so much for sharing that with us um Lee and i get really overly excited about things like this i am like this totally made my whole week um well if we <laughs> have enough time I was going to say, if you have enough time, I'll show you a thing with cards at the, you know, whenever you tell me if you want to do another little segment of that, just let me know. We, we do. We do. And I think Leah is going to ask you here in just a second um, to okay. show us something else. But we know that you have been a proud supporter of our troops. You've entertained stateside and overseas in Kuwait, Afghanistan and Iraq. Can you tell us where that appreciation for our heroes comes from? Uh Again, right? Uh, when does this? When do you out? When do you outgrow this part of your life? When you're like, "Come on, dude, keep it together here." Uh, it's just my parents were Irish immigrants, and they came to the United States, and it was it's the greatest country in the world. And my father always told me it was made that way because of men and women that gave their lives, and we were so tightly knit in Europe during the war with Winston Churchill uh, and my parents growing up in that time. 
and it was a, a horrible, horrible time. And the bombers used to come over Belfast, Northern Ireland. My dad was an air raid warden and he built the ships in the shipyards that went out and fought the Germans. And my father actually worked on the very slip that the Titanic was built in. So my father always, and my grandfather was a, uh, a Royal Marine in Ireland. He fought, he fought in the war uh, against Rommel, Rommel and um, Lawrence of Arabia, the stories of all that. My grandfather was part of that. And so he was part. So it's always been an extremely emotional. I, I spoke to Robin Williams about this one time. There was a USO tour and we crossed over. Uh, and he was the same way as me. Robin was a real nutcase. But when he got out of that element, and he was a very, very emotional. I think most of us in this business are. And I say that I, I, I say that proudly at this point because one of the nights we went in to entertain and I was getting ready to go on stage and it was a huge area and it was in Kuwait at Camp, Camp Arif John. And uh, the generals were there and I was getting ready and all of a sudden this trumpet sound. And everybody moved away from nobody, Dave McGee, to that. And it was the most moving. It took me 10 minutes before I could even go on stage. And I don't, rem I don't remember now what they call it, but I watched those men and women. And that was their purpose. And man, was it moving. God, I was like, I thought the desert took the, the water out of me. Man, it just took the water out of me. And I'm like, this is, this is, these people know that tomorrow they could give their lives. That's why I get back because I can't do anything but that. And if I can make them laugh and make them happy, and I could sit here and tell you stories about friendships that I have that I made there with captains and generals and people that they asked me to go back and talk to their wives. And I've gone back and helped them do grand openings at their business for nothing because they gave so much there. So anyway, good grief. I'm never doing this again with you guys. Holy smoke. <laughs> this well, is if, nuts. No, if Chief Osby were here with us today, he would tell you that the joy that you bring on those tours means so much to the men and women who serve. It gives them a chance to, you know, take a break and brings right. them comfort and that it really truly is important and it's your way of serving too. So that's sure. what, if chief were here with us today, that is what he would tell you on behalf of the men and women in uniform. So right after this, I'm making an appointment with a hormone specialist because I must be totally <laughs> out of whack. <laughs> no, you're doing fantastic. So well, you're hitting, you're hitting all the areas that are very emotional for me, the military, the police and the firemen. And, and I think I'm on heightened energy because I do not want to get political, but those are areas to me that have been getting beat up severely in the last few years. And I support them a thousand percent over. And I think the men and women that defend us at home, uh, a police fireman they are equally as important as the ones that are doing it afar. They really do. Yes, sir. So, so Chief is in the comments, Julie, um, and he says, 
We appreciate what you do, David, the men and women who defend this country. Thank you for your love and support of our veterans. And he says, salute. And then he says, you took the words right out of my mouth, Julie. So Chief, Chief oh, is watching um, and, and he's leaving Chief. his comments there. We're sad that Chief uh, couldn't be with us today. He yeah, was live sure. on the show, but he's still here with us watching. So Awesome. Well, um, and too, you know, uh, keeping in your back of your mind, Chief, anytime you guys need me for anything, if it's in the States, if it's, uh, if it's any, uh, anywhere around the world, uh, you let me know if you got any event that you need me to be at and I'm there and, and, and the payment is already paid. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for that. So David, sure. you must have so many friends in the magic community. Are there any in particular that have helped you out with your career? Uh, my mentor was a gentleman that most people, I say most people, he performed across the country, around the world, but we all have our times when we were, you know, in that moment and in 30 years from now, I won't be, it'll be new guys. And, uh, Johnny Thompson and Johnny passed about two, three years ago. And he was my mentor. He was my consultant in my, in my, my casino show. He is also the consultant, was a consultant for Matt Franco, my buddy in, in Las Vegas, uh, for Penn and Teller, uh, for my buddy Lance Burton, um, uh, who, you know, uh, Siegfried Roy, David Blaine, Chris Angel, Johnny was the ultimate general practitioner in our business. And what does that mean? He couldn't not, he was not only famous for illusions. He knew about sleight of hand. He knew about stage presence. He knew about the music. He wrote all of his own music for his act, the great Tom Sony. He and his wife, Pam, his partner, uh, who we just lost this year. Uh, and um, he was the great, greatest influence in my life. Uh, and also a lot of my friends in the business have influenced me. Uh, when he passed, I had asked him ahead of time, who would you think would take your place and who better to ask than the live, only living, you know, greatest living in my, in my lifetime. And that was Johnny Thompson. And he said, a gentleman who I knew very well as a friend and become an even closer friend and a consultant, uh, Charlie Fry, Charlie F R Y E. Charlie is one of the most brilliant, unbelievable, talented men, but at the same time, the sweetest and kindest and the biggest heart of a human being that you'd ever meet. And his wife, Sherry, who is also his assistant, they're a team. And you can't mention one without the other in those in those type of situations. Uh, this is Johnny with Pam. So I've been fortunate to meet so many guys that you guys have never heard of but they are so phenomenally talented. That's why I'm happy that shows like Fool Us with Penn and Teller are able to showcase some of those young men and women. And that's the other thing that women are getting more involved in magic. And there's a great place at the table for them also. Uh, and it's encouraging to see that because it's always been a male dominated industry. Um, but at the same time, again, you have the talent you deserve a place at the table without a shadow of a doubt. Leah, I think that maybe we should try new careers and be magicians and mentalists. What do you think? Yeah. Let's do it. I think yeah. I'm more like, of like no. a, She's like, I like my an assistant job. position. 
Go for it. Go for I'll it. be someone's assistant. <laughs> there you go. Just to make sure if they cut you in half, they put you back the right way so you don't spend the rest of your life seeing where you've just been. <laughs> See, you're funny too. I want to be good, like David. pulled out of no. a hat. <laughs> no. There you go. There you go. Yes, you're funny. David, so we have the military community watching with us from all over the world. Do you have any words of hope or inspiration you'd like to share with our nation's heroes today? Well, just know that the majority of the people that I come across and speak with are so supportive of you men and women, and we are so unbelievably grateful. Uh, now I've got it together after, you know, I guess I got dehydrated here in Mexico. So we, we love you. We appreciate you. I mean, that's not even saying enough. Uh, you are, you are amazingly respected. You have my respect, my admiration. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, I got to spend time with you. I got to walk into the deep, uh, let me remember this, the, the defect, is that right? The dining facility yep. and yeah. seeing Thanksgiving, looking over and seeing that chair, with the helmet in the Bible, the one that was there the, the, for the soldier that wouldn't come back. Wow, another emotional moment that we spent. But getting to make them laugh at Thanksgiving and at Christmas and giving our time, which was nothing, um, but to them to have so much fun um, and in laugh and enjoy it, that was such a great gift. And I look forward to doing it again. Absolutely look forward to doing it with again. I get the opportunity to do a lot of work with a gentleman named uh, Rick Kale. I call him Colonel Clink. Uh, Rick Kale is with uh, David Faraday's troops first. David gives a lot. You're talking about a man who loves and respects also from Belfast, Northern Ireland. We've had many, many conversations about this. Uh, David is a great friend and fan, and I'm a fan of his. Uh, and he does a lot a lot for the troops and has a real sincere place in his heart. So just know that we love you. We appreciate you. And we're always going to have your six. Very good. We, uh, the feeling is, the feeling is mutual. We have military community, as I said, watching and they're leaving lots of comments for you, uh, lots of emojis and reactions. So I just wanted to, share some of those with you from our Facebook page. We have, oh, um, so Chief is watching. He's left a lot of comments. Um, Heather Owen is watching and she says, thank you for joining us, or, you know, for being here with us today. Rick says, hello. Um, Chief says, thank you for being on the show. David, hate that I'm missing it. Sean Stromer says, hello. And Chris Ward, says, I have to see this show. And he put half in um, wow. all capital letters. So he's, well, that's how you know he's Chris, serious. When, when he comes, you tell him to let me know and I'll do something special for him. I absolutely will. Um, Kiana Holloman is watching and she's referring to your, um, the sleight of hand that you showed us. She says, that's super cool. Uh, Geraldine says, OMG. Tari Hill, she says, holy smokes, watching from Sembach, Germany. Um, wow. Judd wants to know, what does a mentalist do on Halloween? David is scary talented. Thank you, sir, for sharing your many talents. So what, what, what do you do for Halloween when you're a mentalist? Well, this Halloween, we're not going to be here. In Mexico, they celebrate this, the Day of the Dead. 
mortos. Dias de mortos de dias. I should know this better. Yes. But it is a huge, huge thing here uh, where they honor the people that have passed away. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but, uh, you know, and Halloween has never been a big, you know, I guess early on we went to some parties and dressed up, but it's never been, uh, I don't know, it's never been a big, big thing for me. When I was a kid, I, I, I did trick or treat. Uh, I understand in Mexico, in the, in the, we live in a gated residential community and I understand there's a lot of kids here and they do it, but we're going to be stateside this year. Uh, I've got a show in Louisiana. So we got to go back for that, uh, and we leave uh, tomorrow. So got to go oh. get my COVID test, and uh, <laughs> and head over to the airport tomorrow. And we fly up and we do a show the Louisiana in Shreveport, and then um, we'll be there a few days to visit re visit relatives. So we're going to miss Halloween here. But yeah, oh, great question. But I, to you. <laughs> absolutely. So David. Um just what we've been waiting for. Would you be willing okay. to share one more trick with us? Sure. Sure. I should have left that spooky glass thing to the last. I mean, uh, <laughs> I should have done that. Um, these are, uh, there are 52 cards here. You can see that they're all, they're all different. Uh, maybe I should do this. This would be a little better. All right. You can see them. They're all different. Uh, I'm just going to give them a, a little cut here. Uh, I'll show you a couple of different types of uh, shuffles. This is a, a fan shuffle. Uh, this is a, uh, a table shuffle, which is probably the most common. Um, but the most, uh, the best cards, I should say, in the deck to get would be uh, aces. And I'll, again, I'll let you see these that they're all mixed up very well. Uh, is that showing pretty well on, on screen again? Can you see that? Yes, it looks great, David. Yes. Okay, so the best uh, cards in the deck uh, are the aces. So we'll start with those. Somewhere in, in the deck are the aces after shuffling. And I think about the 30-second card down, I remember was seeing was the ace of clubs. So we'll shoot one card out, and that is, I believe, the <gasps> ace of clubs. Um, we'll go down a little bit further, and we'll shoot out the, uh, the diamond which comes out, and I think you see that that is, in fact, the diamond. Uh, that was a little lucky. Most people think, well, you know where they're at. It's the top card or it's the bottom card, and uh, it's not because if I go about halfway down, I can spill out, I believe, the heart, and uh, I think that's right. And then, of course, uh, last of all, the four of hearts is not is not an ace, uh, is not an ace. These cards are very new. Um, no excuse for hearts. If I spin it just a little bit, we get the ace of spades. So yeah, it's very, very, very hard to to do anything um, other than uh, to to demonstrate with the cards. Uh, for instance, if we were just to take a card out and I don't know what. Okay, six of diamonds. Um, and uh, we were to put that card in the, in the deck and, and to lose it. And again, we know it's not on top and we know it's not on, on, on the bottom. But it's just a, uh, a way to bring that card again. Uh, we've got the four of hearts and it's just a way to, to palm that, bring that card out and uh, bring it back into play again. Just a cheating move uh, that is used in, in casinos. 
Now, I can show you that move uh, several times over and explain it to you that if you have the six and you place it in the deck about right there, watch the move. Now, that looks like I just squared the deck up, but what I did was bring it back to the top. Now, I'll show it to you in slow-mo. When I take the card and put it about right there, you can see that it's that it's not Mm -hmm. All the way in. Uh, am I holding that right? No. Over here. Yeah. No, I had it right. I'm there trying to watch the camera here. I'm trying to mm -hmm. watch the camera. So if I push the six all the way in, the job is to get it back up here again. And, and that's very easy because it happens that quick. No. Oh, oh my God. Um, no. so yeah. So it's, it's just a matter of a lot of practice, uh, a lot of practice over the years and um, spending time with them. In fact, the funny thing is, I'd love to write a book one day and say, David McGee, my life, how I went, traveled around the world with a bicycle. Oh, I think so it's funny. Kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, I think it's a play of words, you know, because this little deck of cards has literally taken me around the world. And I know quite a few guys in my industry that have that same story. So we're very, very blessed. Very David, blessed. you've been such a you've been such a great guest. And we, before we say goodbye, can you remind our viewers where can they go to learn more about you, to find out about your residency in Mexico? Do you have any websites you can drop for us? Absolutely. Uh, the the main website will be www.davidmagee.com. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, David M A G E E. In the oh, hold on. Where's my, where is my, oh, I don't know where my phone went. Well, I had my phone. I was going to show you what the uh, picture was, but it's a picture of my wife and I. Um, I, I love, if I've still got some room, so uh, I'd love to hear from some of you folks. Uh, and, and again, it's David, M-A-G-E-E, -E, comes up, and I think on the picture, I'm a gray shirt. My wife's in the picture with me, a beautiful blonde. Uh, and also if they want to go to another thing that I do is a give back. Um, it's www.thedeceiver.net. And it is a thing that I do for, uh, for churches. Uh, I had an experience and they can read all about that on there three or four years ago. And, um, it was a real eye opening. And if they read the story, they'll get what I mean by that. Uh, very real eye opening because I, I only really can see out of my right eye. Now I lost the vision in my left eye through an accident. And uh, oh so making it even harder to be a sleight of hand artist and a mentalist because of peripheral vision. So, but I don't have it half as bad as a friend of mine, Richard Turner, who is blind and is one of the most fantastic card manipulators you will ever see in your life. Talking about a blessing. And he's also a believer and has a great story. So those two different things I can go to, but the residency starts December 18th at the palace resorts. There's actually the Grand Moon Palace. There's the Sun Palace. There's Nizuk. These are all different resorts. Uh, LeBlanc. Beach Palace and Sun Palace. So I'll be at one of those five. There's six, I think I named, but I'll only be at five of those. So you can go online. You can check with them and find out where I'll be. The shows are all complimentary when you're a guest there. Uh, I'll be doing one night at each one. So let me know ahead of time on social media if you're coming, and I will make sure and spend some very special time with you. I'll bring you backstage, especially to one of your the military folks or your families, 
I'll bring you backstage and we'll do something very intimate, close up and personal with you. Oh, that's great, David. Thank you. Super. Yes. And David, it, it's it's been a true honor having you with us today. And I know if Chief were here, you know, he, he would be thanking you and letting you know that it means so much to, you know, military members, airmen, soldiers, sailors, Marines, guardians, Coast Guard members, um, you know, for you to, to share some time with us. So we wish you all the best in your new adventures and uh, hope hope nothing and wish nothing but the best for you. Okay, I'm wringing out all this wetness in this cloth so I can use it later and rehydrate myself after you two people have totally wrecked me. Oh, I, well, it, we're probably not the first person to be wrecked by us, but that happened. And I thought maybe you were going to ring that out and get your cell phone. Then that would have been totally mind-blowing. Wow. No? That would have been great. That would have been next show, right? Next time, next time. Let me ask you, yeah. let me ask you both, let me ask you both this right now. If you were to both check Uh-oh. your left shoe, not yet, your left shoe, you took it off and down in the very point of your shoe was a card and you turned it over and it was the six of diamonds. Would that freak you both out? Yeah. 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 Me too. There aren't I, any I, cards I, in this house. I don't do that. That would really freak me out. So. <laughs> oh my! Oh my gosh! I'm sick. No, I, don't feel any, I don't feel anything in my shoe yet. I don't feel it yet. <laughs> I was waiting and waiting for That's it. So great, David. <laughs> there you go. Well, God bless you both, and thank you for what you do for the military and what you do for these wonderful folks. And I know they appreciate it. I appreciate it, and I thank you. Uh, for having me on as a guest. It's really been a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure, David. We appreciate you and everybody. Chief Chat out. For more information about your exchange benefit and to shop tax-free for life, visit shopmyexchange.com. To view this episode of Chief Chat or to watch live, visit facebook.com slash shopmyexchange.